Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, WWE Universe in the Philippines. This is Charlotte, and you're with Stan, Rowe, and Raph on the SGP Podcast. Woo! Are you ready? You're listening to the SGP Podcast. You are listening to the longest-running weekly episodic Filipino wrestling podcast. This is the SGP Podcast. Stan C and Raf Camus in the booth, proverbially uh, at Balay Camus this week. No Romaran this week. He is in Singapore for official business, probably to set up the Singapore Bureau of Smart Henry and the SGP podcast. But or, you be... know, other stuff. Yeah, or, or other stuff. What's that business? Official you know, business. You know, but it's official. Yeah, uh, he'll be coming back to Manila. recording this on Saturday, by the way. So he'll be coming back by tomorrow in time for PWR Live Homefront. We'll probably need him to be a grunt yes, in the back. He has young boy duties. Yeah, yeah. He has we, young boy duties. Because he's resting just thinking about Anyway, uh, we're recording this on a Saturday because our special guest was only available today. He only, he only just arrived back in Manila. Well, a few weeks ago, he, uh, he, he came back to Manila, but this was really his only free day. So, of course, we adjust because he is a special guest. And he's one of the foreign invaders who, uh, if you're listening to this right now, either you will see in a few hours at Homefront or who you already saw over the weekend at Homefront. Tengu makes his return to the SGP podcast. We'll catch up with him. We'll talk about everything he's been up to since we last had him on the podcast about a year ago, and we'll probably get his thoughts on what he's seen from the local scene since he got here. So well, all of that's coming he's up. He's seen so much. Like he keeps, I know he keeps tabs on us. Yes, yes, he does. He's and not been just very not, supportive. Not just PWR, but MWF as well. He's yep. very in touch with the local scene, so he's seen the progression over time from afar. Absolutely. Now, uh, before we get into the Tengu interview and before we talk about the big events in the rings at WWE, let's talk about some news outside of the ring. Ooh. All right, let's start off with uh, more more uh, rumors confirming or more rumors leading towards the notion that Shawn Michaels and Kane are both coming out for one more match. <sighs> Quick thoughts on this. Uh, if, if, you haven't been reading, yeah, if you haven't been reading uh, the dirt sheets, Ooh, uh, basically uh, at Crown Jewel in Saudi Arabia, it's going to be Shawn Michaels and Triple H versus the Brothers of Destruction. My thoughts on this really quickly is I know how much money this is going to net WWE. I know that it's for the casual fans in Saudi Arabia. But for me, I'm I'm just not buying it. Because you're a purist. It's not that I'm a purist. I would have just wanted Shawn Michaels to stay retired just as he said it. Siguro if it was Shawn Michaels versus AJ Styles at WrestleMania, yun payag pa ako. But, you know, late game Shawn... Late, late Shawn Michaels and uh, Mayor of Knox County, Kane... Uh, and, and The Undertaker in okay. his 50s. Okay. The, like, uh, zoom out. Zoom out ever so quickly. You remember what one of the talking points was after the Greatest Royal Rumble was, right? Who they wanted booked. Do you remember the, the cast of characters that were already dead? Yeah, that yeah they wanted Ultimate on the card? Warrior and Yokozuna. Ultimate Warrior, Yokozuna, and the dead man himself. Yeah, yeah. Those three guys were the names that the... The Saudi Arabian Saudi people Arabian, wanted. Yeah, that they wanted. Not... 
not the fans, ah, mind you. This is the people who are paying for the show. The royal family, basically. Yes. So imagine this similar setup. Hey, we have these guys that we can conceivably call up and say, hey, let's put on a match. It's kind of sad lang kasi it, uh, it reinforces the Randy the Ram career arcs of a lot oh, of these retired God. wrestlers. And That's I, true. I don't want to call Shawn Michaels a Randy the Ram. He I don't want to call Undertaker not. and Kane and Triple H a Randy the Ram. But uh, the more that we see these guys being se- uh, low-key forced to get back in the ring at this stage in their lives and careers, it really does remind me of the wrestler. But the wrestler didn't have oil money. That's the thing. You do have to understand, and this is just sound economics here. What would compel them to do this? One of a kind payday. Obviously, it's the money. One right? of a kind payday. Obviously, it's the money. Uh, it pisses me off that they are truly after the money in Australia, the money in Saudi Arabia. Which brings me to uh, the controversial tweet from Dave Meltzer this past week where he there said that uh, if, if, if uh, we fans call the Super Showdown in WWE Crown Jewel glorified house shows, it's not necessarily the case when uh, the Australia show is targeting 60,000, 70,000 uh, audience members. Which is bigger than most dome shows that you could do in the United States. Yeah, and the Saudi Arabia show apparently is, going to make, is projected to make more money than WrestleMania itself. With Brock Lesnar's reported almost one million payday involved here. Okay, so rumor, I, I get rumor, that. I get rumor. that, right? And as someone who wants the wrestling business to hit uh, the mainstream even more and to really get more eyes on the product globally, you know, I, I do believe in the vision. And getting the boys paid. Yeah, and There's getting the wrestlers paid. There's I believe in the vision. But there are two problems here. The first problem is that these shows are being built up as super big deals that take up a lot of time in the build-up during your weekly Raw and SmackDown episodes. Yeah. But ultimately, what consequences do they have on long-term booking? None. Absolutely none. That's why you can still conceivably call it a glorified house show on uh, on an impact end. But when you talk about the money, and at the end of the day, it's always about the money, you understand why they're investing this type of time on the booking. But it's also very frustrating because you, you think about uh, one of the key tenets of the wrestling business, which is always to build towards the future or to build younger stars. And the mere fact that uh, these circumstances are kind of forcing WWE to keep relying on these older wrestlers. Part-timers! These part-timers who are in their 40s, who are in their 50s. Who are How do you build the down. next generation of stars? Like, yes, you can argue that you have the shield. You can argue that you have... But the shield is the present. Braun is the future. Brock Lesnar is the he's based... looming shadow. Yeah, um, na- oh. frustrate because it uh, it really takes away opportunities for the younger guys to be put in these situations where they can be the next Triple H, where they can be the next Shawn Michaels. But they're on the card, deba. Right? Most of them, most of them. Yes, they're on the card, but that's not what the fans or the casuals are paying to see. True. Like I, I don't think the Saudi Arabian royal family is gonna go ape shit over uh, Cedric Alexander. Eh. Mustafa Ali No, Mustafa Ali was not in the Saudi Arabian show. Yeah, I know, I know that. I know that. But because of geopolitics. Show. Yes. So oh he's not God. he's not gonna be at the Crown Jewel show either. Here's the second problem, since I mentioned the Crown Jewel. Yeah. Um look at your pay-per-view calendar and consider the spacing between Evolution and Crown Jewel. So you've got the all-women pay-per-view, which everyone is hyping up as a big deal. Steps forward. Still is a big deal. Still is a big deal. In the women's evolution movement. And then days later, you go back to Saudi Arabia in the backwards-ass country that doesn't even allow female performers. (sighs) Okay, 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 again, again. I get get the argument that it's just pera-pera. But 
the irony there is not lost on me. It isn't. And it shouldn't be lost on our listeners and the viewing audience at large. But we're still gonna get it, diba? Right? That's the thing. That's the, that's the argument that I will always make for evolution. We're still gonna get it, right? Are you not... This is is not what we wanted. Sure, sure, sure. In a vacuum, in a vacuum, it makes sense. In a vacuum, it is fine. In a larger, in a larger picture, it's just uh, frustrating. I think uh, where my frustration comes from is the fact that it was as if WWE first told us that oh hey we're gonna have Evolution as the October show and that's the all women show so it's special as fuck. And then they blindside you weeks later by saying, oh, nga pala, in a few days, we're going to go back to Saudi Arabia. We're going to do Crown Jewel. So now evolution becomes a Consuelo de Bobo. And this is, and that is a very oversimplified version, but it is not wrong. It is not wrong. Like, do you have a counter-argument I don't, that? I don't, that's why. I'm that's just saying, how it comes across. I'm just saying that it is reductionist, but it is not wrong. So it's frustrating that this is happening, and I, um, I mean, obviously, two guys ranting about it on a podcast recorded at 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 a den in Makati isn't really gonna <laughs> isn't really gonna change things. But I do hope it's something you think about when you watch these shows. Yeah, when you watch these shows, kind of like how you ought to be thinking about current events when you look at your social media, especially given yep. that we're off the heels of the forty. 40- 46th anniversary of the Declaration of Martial Law. There, I finally found the time to squeeze there. The, good job, good segue. All right, okay. So I know that this and is another tita teat. Yes, uh, we we got ourselves Bullshit. ourselves a farcical tita teat between <laughs> uh, be, between a historical revisionist. Actually, between two, two historical, historical revisionists. revisionists. Uh, it's very and problematic. one man who is pushing ninety. Yeah, no, he's over ninety at this oh, point. Oh God, he Damn. is ninety-four. Please expire. He's 94. Please expire, sir. Uh, you know, this This is really problematic because, um, you know, if you know your history, you know that there are a lot of attempts to whitewash this history. And still ongoing. Still, still ongoing, ongoing, right? There are still people who legitimately believe that martial law was not, uh, was not wrong, that martial law did not result in massacres, in tortures, in um, oppression, in suppression of rights and freedom and civil liberties. In massive debt that we are still paying to this day. Actually, uh, it's exacerbated to the point that there are some economists who tell you that our uh, the, the peso dollar valuation is so low to the point that it could sink to Cambodian levels of no return. Let's pray not. Yeah, uh, I, I guess the only reason why we're bringing it up for the last minute or so is to tell you to... Um, to be educated. Be aware of what is going around about you. Yeah, wag, wag magpaloko sa fake news. Wag, magpa, wag magpaloko sa mga taong uh, may sariling agenda. Because I think all of us have to have that one agenda which is, oh my God, we have to get the country out of this shithole. Yep. Right? So, um, I, I think that's all we can say about that at the moment at the risk of uh, forcing to turn off this episode of the podcast if you never wanted to hear it anyway so yeah yeah it's just that you know hashtag never forget hashtag never again parang awan yun na please don't let it happen again um, civil li- these civil liberties that you're probably taking for granted are the first things you're gonna miss when shit hits the fan we might not be able to do this podcast in the future <laughs> well yes there's and, that though. or you might not even be able to uh, Access it. watch PWR it's true Right, because, because it is it is subversive to a degree, and we're not just talking about Sandata. Oh yes, absolutely. we're not just talking about him. It's just the whole show as a whole is a little bit more subversive than you would give it credit for. But that's intertextuality at this point. Let's not go there. Tangina, kung Voltes Five nga na banu Marshall what more PWR, 
Okay. Right, let's move on. Okay. Back to wrestling. Uh, back to more news outside the ring. Rey Mysterio is... Uh, Officially signed. Back with the WWE. It's going to be a two-year contract, but the deal on Rey's end is that if after 18 months he wants to bail, he, he can. can. Right? Which okay. I think... at What's he now? He's pushing... He's pushing 50. No, no, man. He's in his early he's like, 40s. Early mid... Uh, I, I, I'm, How I'm old is sure. Dominic now? <laughs> uh, Dominic is probably 18 at this point. Dominic is old enough to be on excursion. That's what I know. Alright, Rey Mysterio. Anyway, Rey Mysterio's deal, two years? Yeah, two, year, uh, two years. So I'm not sure where he'll end up. Ray is 44 at this point. 44, okay. Yeah, he's going to be Mid-50s. 44 by December. Okay. Um, I, uh, you know, if you check out uh, the Grapevine article on smarthenry.ph, uh, Ro does mention uh, he would like to see Ray on SmackDown. I don't want to see I, Ray I, on 205 I do, Live. I do want to see him guest on 205 just just for one episode See, yeah, yeah, imagine that imagine I don't want that. Ray to be on 205 to turn it into ECW like WWE ECW so he would be in the role of Kurt Angle no 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 for ECW for ECW what what Kurt Angle yes. did for ECW I don't want that for Ray but I want Ray to be on Smackdown to kind of be like a different version of The Undertaker like he doesn't have to be there every week okay I see I see the logic I but see the when logic. he's there he's a big fucking deal he is like get him get him new stories to build towards the big shows like Survivor Series oh. and then the Royal Rumbles. Rumbles. But yeah. he doesn't have to be there every week because not he can every be, talent he can is be, there every week. Yeah, he can be a part timer with consequence. Yes, yeah, yung, uh, but that's what I want for Ray Mysterio. But the two hundred five the two hundred five live argument kasi is na Ray is cruiserweight wrestling. Yes, and that is that is something that you give him a one off story arc on two hundred five and then shift him to SmackDown. I don't mind that either because it lends credibility to the other guys. Um, but the one reason why I don't want Ray on 205 is I don't want to perpetuate the stereotype. Oh, yes. If you are under this weight class, this is where you can help. Sure, I like what they're doing with Leo Rush that they're putting him on Raw. And that he and he is him. excellent on Raw. I love him on Raw right now. He gets the scuffle away. Jesus, uh, Kevin Elias. Owens. Kevin Owens, right? Dude. So that, that's a good thing. I like that Drake Maverick is getting exposure on Monday Night Raw, but it's the, the stereotype is still there. Yeah. In it's, as much as they wanted to avoid what WCW did with the cruiserweights in the nineties, that's exactly what we have. With with more talking, naman. With more talking, sure. Naman. There's sure. there there is that. Now, on you know the cruiserweights just get and WCW cruiserweights just get fed to the NWO all the time. Yeah, there was zero credibility and zero showcase of their actual talents outside of like an eight minute match between Dean Malenko and whoever else they could pull. Uh, probably Chris Jericho. Probably. <laughs> okay, so um, other That's the news. Outside. <laughs> you've got a couple of injuries to the women, Alexa Bliss and Sasha Banks. Uh, uh, they went down this week. Alexa, I believe, during pulled Hell in a Cell. Out of, and she pulled out of um, the Mixed Match, match challenge. challenge. Yeah, so she's replaced by my favorite, favorite women's wrestler, Ember Moon. <laughs> Actually, I don't really hate Ember Moon, the person. I, I have nothing against her. You just, I just have hate everything against the character. Yeah, because it, it is non-existent at this point. It doesn't make sense to me. Um, and then your second injury, Sasha Banks. Oh. Who may or may not be pulled out of the mixed match challenge as well? So well, her tapings, her tapings would be a little further down the line. So there's time. I there's I just time. hope that Alexa and Sasha come back in time for Evolution. Because how awful would it be oh, if the show man. went on without without those two? Those two, and especially they have been linchpins of this division. Especially with Alexa's marquee moment, diba? Right? Yes, there's that the the Trish Alexa match, which people have been uh, looking forward to to varying degrees. Now, to close out the news outside the ring, uh, this week it was reported that officials from WWE and Impact uh, met at WWE headquarters in Stamford, Connecticut uh, to discuss 
matters. Mm-hmm. We don't know what these matters are, but if we had to put an intelligent guess, a <laughs> hypothesis to this, it's probably about the library. Yeah, I would, I would have a feeling that if anything was discussed, it was the library, no talent exchange discussions should have happened. Well, we don't know that. Um, I, I know. Know that is that it's most probably the library because we have seen impact footage on WWE GFW. Network programming. W old right? footage. Right? So I would personally love to see old AJ matches, old Joe matches on the network. Like if they could find a way. Old DJ matches. Yeah, old TJP matches. Remember, you forget you and you know old Bobby Roode matches. Rockstar Spot. Rockstar Spot. EC3. About all of these guys with oh, their backstories God. rooted in impact. Even old Christian matches. Remember when hey, yeah, he was yeah, in because, fact, I was because he was champion. good. He was good on Impact. If you want, he was he a main eventer there. He has service. No, because that gave credence to what happened. So if you ever do a Christian docu without yeah. that, kulang. I can see. Kulang eh. kulang eh. I mean, the T-shirt now when he came back really well, references his time in TNA. <laughs> exactly. No, no, it references time in TNA because it had the date when he won the NWA World Heavyweight Championship, which was two one nine February nineteen. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I forget the year, but you know, um, I, I really want to see all of these. All these old matches. Like, imagine getting to watch that five-star match between AJ, Samoa Joe, and Christopher Daniels on the WWE Network. That would be surreal seeing Christopher Daniels on the network, but okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah but that's, that that's, that's, that's one of those matches that, if you haven't seen it, go watch it. Yeah, do yourself a favor. Do yourself a favor. I, I will good. tell you, it's uploaded in full on YouTube. So you can actually find Somewhere. it if you have a PS4. Or official, official no, it's officially okay. uploaded. Sa, it, TNA put it there. <laughs> I believe either GFW or TNA put it there. So if you can uh, hook it up to your PS4 on your uh, large HD TV, it's sa, well worth it. 25 minutes that I really, really enjoy. Right? So that pretty much puts a bow on uh, the news, news outside the ring. Let's step into the ring and let's talk about Hell in a Cell. Ah. Okay. Hell in a Cell, ah. <laughs> to me, was a solid show. If you take that blue ballsy ending out of it, yes, you but know, but that ending like is just so leaves such a bitter taste in your mouth. Na pan kumain ka, nagsubo ka ng ampalaya na buo. Tanga na feeling ko kumain ako ng tay, pan kumain ako ng tay. It was like you feeling ko. Because I I actually did watch all of it, and I was just like, how did you fucking get to that main event, and who signed off on this? Uh, Who fucking signed off on this after that show? When it was Brock's, so satisfying. When Brock's music played, I was like, oh shit. And then, I mean, after the initial shock factor wore off, I was like, oh, oh shit. shit. It's like, ah, ah. Oh wait, he's back. It, set, it sets back in. Eh. Here's my biggest problem with the Brock interference. Mm. It took a big dump ski on everything. <laughs> on everything that they built after he left. And everything that happened in the match. Exactly. So, and the, one. And that's not saying much about the match, also. Yeah, because the match was but not in a magulo fun way. Yeah, it was just, what is going on? Okay, so let's break down uh, the things that were pretty much rendered inconsequential. Yes. One, naging walang kwenta yung interference in a Drew and Dolph and Seth and Dean. Which was valid to a degree because they were involved in the storyline. Yeah, so nag-away sila outside, Dolph and Seth crashed through the tables, Dean and Drew teased it, pero wala, wala nangyari. Wala nangyari. Uh-huh. So, parang okay, oh, so Brock comes in and lays waste to Braun and Roman, o oh, tapos, what about these other four guys who also killed themselves outside? Are we supposed to like not mind them now? That's one. <laughs> Two, Braun and Roman's actual match. Kasi, nung nag-out, when their respective partners came out, Yes. And brawled outside the cell. Yes. Braun and Roman were basically in nap time mode. Yes, they were watching. So, in essence, naging walang kwenta din yung laban nila. 
nakapagpahinga sila and then when Brock came in naging walang kwenta yung yung, yung, yung rest period rest, the rest period the, the match they barely itself. fought back they weren't able to fight back because supposedly yeah. Roman and Braun had beaten the shit out of one another supposedly which, supposedly that's the thing supposedly which leads me to number three Brock's interference really took a crap on their credibilities. Both Braun and Roman. Everyone's. Everyone's. Braun and Roman especially. Because Roman is being built as this uh, super Cena um, archetype yes. babyface. And then you have Braun who's supposed to be the monster among men. So uh, uh, let's let those constructs sit first okay. while, I, while I bring up Mick Foley. Who they who brought back as, as a, a special referee. referee. Who because didn't do all that, you know, all that much. Yeah, but I'm not talking about what he did in this match. I'm talking yeah. about what he did 20 years ago. Oh, true. They they brought it back to glorify the fact that Mick Foley is a certified badass for not only falling off the cell, he, and fell, through, he fell through the roof, <laughs> yeah. and then he had teeth lodged up in his nose, and he finished the match. Yes. So you have a badass like Mick Foley who finished the match despite all of those circumstances, and yet Braun and Roman couldn't even finish the match despite an interference from, Bla- from Brock Lesnar. With the title on the line. With the title on the you line. You have to, you have to, that's the big asterisk here, din eh. So, nakapikun siya. Nainis ako because you, you know what you built up with Mick Foley and his character. And what he did on the Raw prior. Right. And then, with with Roman and Braun, you know, ganun ganun lang, ganun ganun lang na, na ni Brock Lesnar, just a shot with a piece of the cell, a piece of the table, and an F5. Yun lang? Yun lang? Because both, both guys have done a lot I've gone through a lot more at the hands of Brock yes. before Brock has to put them out and considering you know wrestling logic pull wrestling logic into all of this does it make sense? Mm, not really but at the end of the day the yan lang argument makes sense and, and sayang kasi I enjoyed the pay-per-view um, up yes, to that point uh, Jeff Hardy versus Randy Orton almost made me hurl my breakfast ah l- l- na- well, na- no one's getting an ear piercing anytime soon anytime soon after that yeah why do we have to keep relying on Brock obviously we know why because Crown Jewel is the end game but it really just pisses me off so let's talk about something uh, happy instead what is happy to talk about? Uh, Becky Lynch being SmackDown yes, Women's okay, Champion. Yes, yes. I'm, I'm, I'm ecstatic about it. I love that she finally won. Um, there's this argument that broke out on Twitter between Road Dogg and WWE fans because uh, <laughs> Road Dogg <laughs> has been taking the heat from fans about how Book Charlotte him. and Becky are being yeah. booked, are being written as characters. To and, which, and SmackDown as a whole. <laughs> to which Road Dogg mentions that it's not about who's babyface and who's heel anymore because all he wants is for us to pick a side. So, yeah. for someone like us, uh, who's us pick- educated, smart and marks. Well, it's not even about that. It's just the yeah. fact that you and I would rather root for Becky than Charlotte despite Becky's actions. Yes. Because Becky's actions in a vacuum could be uh, Are justified. Are dickish. justified. No, no, no. In a vacuum, they could be considered dickish. Mm. But for us, given the backstory of Becky Lynch, she's still endearing. She's still sympathetic. She's still... Justified. Yes. So um, I- I'm not sure. Uh, I'm not sure if I fully buy Road Dogg's argument. Now I just want you to pick a side. But there's a reason why they're being written in these shades of gray. But at the end of the day, Becky won. Yes. <laughs> which is which no, is I, what I'm which is the satisfaction that. that we're getting because yeah, yeah. everyone else who was on Charlotte's side got their five minutes. Yeah. Yeah. They've had their five minutes. She's come back. She's put on great matches, and the match itself was pretty good. 
not their best, but pretty damn good. No, I, I like the story that they try to tell. Which was, yeah, I'm just getting there. Apparently, they've gotten they've gotten a lot more done on NXT and in other spaces. But this was worthy of that compilation video that they're gonna put that that collection of the four horsewomen when it comes to it. Yeah, this is yeah. a good this is a good addition to that um, collection. But at the end of the day, they've had better matches, but this one felt good for Becky. The thing about this story is it's far from over, obviously. Oh, obviously, obviously, right? it, it's far from over. Um, but I, I just wish that WWE would stop being tone deaf because I, I understand the argument ni Road Dog na um, in this day and age. It's also kind of like what Cody said on Twitter this week when he said that there aren't really any baby faces and heels anymore because just it's characters, about characters and yes. context. Well, that was yeah, that was this week. Yes, but it's such a simplistic. Uh, I mean, it is a no, no, no. It, it, it's too nuanced for how WWE tends to treat its audience members, which is simplistic. Yes, ergo. Charlotte is the sympathetic character because all she wants is to get her best friend back. And <laughs> Becky is the bad is guy she? <laughs> because she was the one who threw away her friendship in pursuit of the title. You know, a black and white view of the story. And, and then, if you're if you're not a nuanced viewer, it's so easy for you to read into that text and just analyze it that way or take it in that way yourself. Which you don't need to do. I think na um I think that Road Dog is trying to justify um, something by saying that it's more layered and more nuanced than, than you it, think. Than you think. Uh-huh. But the way that they're presenting it betrays that. Well, malay natin na there's a long-term plan here. I hope so, but as it stands, as we're recording this on September 22, 2018, <coughs> it just doesn't appear that way. Yeah. So that but, that's why those are my feelings about this. But at the end of the day, we're gonna stay. We're are we gonna keep watching this? Yes. Are we still invested? Yes. I Have we given the questions? Have we have we given up on this feud? No. No, I, I still That's, think it's the more uh, it's the most compelling feud on SmackDown. Uh, AJ and Samoa, uh, with apologies to AJ Styles yeah. and Samoa Joe. I mean, uh, I, their I match, can see their where match, going their match at Hell in a Cell wasn't wasn't as good as I would have wanted it to be. Yeah, I I, I don't know. I don't, okay, I have to say this. I have to throw this out. AJ Styles is letting me down. Wow. Ever so slightly. Wow. No, because at this point, at this point, you would think. That he would be commanding the show, the way that you that everyone says Roman does, and this is not this is not hot take on hot take. This has been building for a while. AJ's still good, but I expected so much more at this point. All right. In the year, considering okay, remember where he was January, where January, he was January this year. this year, this year. Yeah, yeah. Leading into WrestleMania and how on fire he was into that Nakamura feud where we thought. This is it. This is it. This is his crowning moment in WWE. Where's the crowning moment? I wanted it. He's held the belt. Yes. He's represented SmackDown well. Yes. But after this match, I'm just like, dude, you are capable of so much more. Do you not feel this way? Or I, are you just so surprised that I have these feelings? No, I, I, I don't really feel this way. I am... Um... I've actually enjoyed AJ's work. Yes, I just I, haven't enjoy, liked yes. his stories. I didn't like the Nakamura story. Oh, I didn't like the Joe story until Hell in a Cell. Ngayon, I'm kind of warming up to it. I just hope that Joe is the one to dethrone AJ because um, he needs to chase again. Medyo nasasawa na ako with AJ Styles as babyface WWE champion. Oh, de ba? There, so he's there, lost that. Okay, he's he's regaining his edge a bit in this feud. Valid, but I still feel like. It should have been glory, but alam niyo super glorious AJ Styles really owning everything on SmackDown and WWE, 
and putting shame to everything that they're doing on Raw. But malapa. I think it goes back to the stories and how haphazardly they come across. Like you know, the Nakamura story is the biggest, uh, the biggest red, biggest red mark flag here. On yeah, biggest red mark on all of this. Ah. Okay, uh, switching to another hot take. But yes, uh, my hot take is that I wish it was Jeff Hardy who retired this uh, this past weekend and not Matt Hardy. Do we know it? WWE hasn't confirmed yet. No, they haven't. But Matt Hardy's social media features him saying goodbye. Now he yeah. broke character, broke kayfabe. Yeah. He said that Corpus Christi was his last uh, fulfillment or last booking he had to fulfill. And I'm pretty but, sad about it because Matt Hardy has always been the better character, the better technician, true. the better uh, mic man. You know, um, the better all around wrestler. Yeah, that uh, is true. And and we saw this highlighted during the Jeff Hardy Randy Orton match. So talagang Jeff Hardy is who I think Kota Ibushi will be in like no, 10, 15 years. No, no, Kota Ibushi can tell stories. But Ibushi's recklessness, I see it in Jeff Hardy or, or vice versa. You you go back watch Kota Ibushi last, no, Jeff six, Hardy can last tell six stories. months. No, but yes. No, no, let, let me tell you this. Go. Jeff Hardy can tell stories. The Jeff yes, Hardy CM Punk story was, was, was legendary. Was and that is, that is always going to be there. The Jeff Hardy chase for the WWE Championship against Triple H and Edge was also was a good story. Fun, yes. he, he can tell a story. What I don't like is how the stories he tells or, or the way he tells stories which involves a lot of him crashing and burning. And that was a big... Um, um, requirement, I guess, in the Hell in a Cell match. It, 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 I, because it I was, thought it it's unnecessary. Just, because it's it's possibly going to be his one and only Hell in a Cell attempt, which is which I I wholeheartedly say, Jeff, do whatever the fuck you want. Have your ni, moment. Pag sinabi ba ni Bombong Marcos na, oh, this is the only chance I get to be president no, of the Philippines. No, two different things. That? Two different things here, Stan. This is. This is give him his one wish within reason. Helena Cell is within reason because they're only gonna get to do it. They only do it once a year, and and that's a and that's gonna be thing, it. By that's the way. A stupid thing, by the way. We've talked about it at length in the past on this podcast. But you give Jeff Hardy this one chance to do the the few things that he knows he can do without risking his life. It's fine. I, I I will I will. I'd like to see he that. risked his life by hanging from the ceiling of the cell and then face planting when on was, the fucking table. Compared to him doing the shit that he did in those TLC ladder matches, this was safer. This is much safer. I don't know. Um, I that was really an, an uncomfortable match to watch, and it I think was. that was the point. And that was the point, and it was because Randy Orton's trying to set himself up as this character that makes you feel uncomfortable to watch. Bringing back Legend Killer Shades. Eh? Yeah, and and that and that's not even mentioning the screwdriver into his ear. Ah, into God, his ear spot. why did you? No, the visual is still fresh. Yeah, uh, I God. mean, you know, um, uh, our our good friend Nicole, oh, so she was telling me now, oh, that doesn't really hurt in real life, and I'm like, I don't care. The image is no the because it's, is, it, it made me want to hurl. It's the the, so the bad. sticking a screwdriver in is bad, and the last time we saw a screwdriver in a Hell in a Cell match was Ric Flair. Triple H. You remember what he did to Ric Flair? Oh, yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, now that so you mentioned that's, it. So that's what fucked with me. Because when he saw... You, you see him twisted in the ear. It's like, okay, what's next? What's next? When's he gonna take it to his skull and fucking bash him in? Butin lang hindi niya ginawa. But at the end of the day, if this is Jeff Hardy's moment in Hell in a Cell that goes on the compilation, back to compilations again on the network, I'm okay with it. I'm I'm really not okay with it. I didn't like that. Didn't like the match. Very uncomfortable. But um, it did its job. I, I guess it goes back to my bias. Now I don't like death matches in general. I don't like these matches where I end up cringing and wincing. No, don't like it. 
One last bit before we get to the Tengu interview, and it's uh, a concern that Nicola so also brought up to me this week privately. Friend she was of like, the podcast. Yeah, she was like, um, for all the talk of the women's evolution and women's wrestling uh, coming, uh, you know, going forward, why were there no women in the cell? So much for women's evolution. And I, I told her, none of the feuds deserve the cell yet. I get nothing what you has mean. been escalated that far. Yeah, the Charlotte Becky feud had it started earlier. Uh, had Charlotte not had to have uh, you surgery know, surgery for her breast implants and the long layoff and the long layoff, you there know, was that. Um, there was that. probably Charlotte Becky could have deserved the cell. But the thing about it is, my take is I want the women to deserve the cell again. Like yes, Charlotte yes. Sasha deserved deserved the cell. it, deserved it. I don't want women's cell matches to be diluted the way the men's are, the way that we just sort of got Randy and Jeff, Jeff Hardy out of nowhere. Valid. Right, yeah, so yun lang. Um, I, I I get it. I understand the concern. That, oh, so much for women's evolution when the women aren't even getting the cell treatment. But they're on the pay per view. This is this is what I will go back to. Between the amount of content that is women centric right now versus what we were getting three years ago, when it was just the four girls, the four girls, uh, the four horsewomen, uh, Paige and Emma, basically, right? That was it on NXT. No, I think that's a poor argument. I I, I don't think that's no. Uh, I I don't think that's the right argument to say. Now, oh, on the bright side, I think it's, it's, it's not so much. Of it's, a, it's not that because we're way past that because we're already getting women's matches that are pretty good. We're already get, getting Kyrie versus Shayna Baszler that type of matches. We're already getting them being taken seriously with commentary yes. taking them seriously. Yes, with we, we're everything. already getting Renee Young on the commentary. Oh, table. So, so yes. for you to tell me now, oh, but you know, at least they're on the card. That's such a backwards ass argument. That's such a 2015 argument. Uh, what, what I'm trying to say is, I understand where that concern is coming from. It's just that you should look at the bigger picture. The end game should be that when the women's cell matches are happening, they're not diluted. They're and they not deserve to be granted. in the cell. Deserve, the feud deserves to be in the cell. It should be a blood feud ending match. Which we haven't seen since... Charlotte Sasha. Yeah. Because even which if, was the last cell which match. Which was the last cell match. And even if you'd say they continued... Uh, if they did Sasha Bailey Wright out of WrestleMania or in that, you know, that vein, if they made it to this point... Yeah, that could have deserved it. Thank but you. nothing else. Yeah, no, nothing at the moment. So there, that's my take on the women not being in the cell. So that right. wraps up our talk on everything that happened inside and outside of the ring. Let's talk to our guest, Tengu, who is literally here Tengu! right now. What's up, guys? This is uh, Mr. Athletic Jeff Cobb. And you're listening to the SGP Podcast. It's been about a year since we last had this guest on the podcast. And we're really stoked that he's making his return. As you can probably hear, he's st- uh, stirring his tea in a classy way. Which is uh, not exactly how you'd imagine this masked wrestler to be. All right, so let's welcome him back to the podcast. We've got Tengu returning to the SGP Podcast. Our hello, friend. Hello, what's up? Hey, so how's it going? Uh, how has your latest trip to the Philippines been? Ah, amazing. Love it. I've been... Uh... Eating, eating. He's uh, heavyweight now. Yes. I don't know if that's going to affect my uh, my performance this Sunday. <laughs> Clearly you're darker than I remember <laughs> you. Like when you stepped out of the car, I was like, damn, what, what the fuck have you been doing? Yeah, I've got that Moreno tone. Yeah. <laughs> Not like you needed it in the first know, place. Man. <laughs> Not like they can see your face. I know, yes. Yeah, I mean, uh, we went to uh, Baguio again. Yeah. Uh, this time we had a stop off at La Union. Uh, Which is nice. surfing? Yeah, we did. No, we didn't actually. We actually didn't do any surfing. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. We are uh, like money wise. We we're budgeting. We we're like, okay, we have. To, we have Where to can we dinner. spend? Where can we spend? And like, yeah. Uh, where else did we go? 
We were, yeah, behold, behold. the last five days. Yeah, we, we got to see the, the Tarshiers and the Chocolate yes, Hills, all that good Hills. stuff. Beautiful, beautiful place. Uh, we went to the Virgin Islands and Ooh. the, what's it, Balakasad? Yes, Balakasad. yes. Yeah, we did, we did some snorkeling there. Got to, Snakes. Got to spot some turtles. Turtles! Actually, sea turtles! And, and we had a, there were a lot of dolphins uh-huh. during the dolphin spotting. It was just like. So did you, did you guys nuts. get to like go dolphin watching or. Uh, you were, you were off the boat? Like, no, no, we were we were on the boat, but we were just like view. Yeah, <laughs> yes, we, it's we, dolphin we, watching. Yeah, yeah, we're just like, oh, watching there, more there's just loads of them just coming out. Well, like, I think it like if it has anything to do with the storm and them coming closer in. Yeah, it's usually like yeah. on the Bohol side, they're a lot farther out. <clears throat> yeah, 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 than usual. So I'm like, oh. Yeah, I think we were lucky because it was just like coming left and right. Yeah, you guys are kind of lucky because the weather's been pretty erratic over the last week or so. Yeah. So yep. the fact that you guys were able <laughs> yeah. to go from point A to B to C to D all yeah. and do all of that stuff, uh, I'd say uh, Lady Luck was smiling on you guys. Yeah. Well, uh, we left back here at the right time. Uh-huh. So, uh huh. So we were right when we left is when uh, when the storm hit. Yeah. Yeah. So I remember like watching um, the wifey's the wifey's Instagram, and it's like, oh wait, you're leaving, you're leaving, Kate, because. For those of you who are listening, there was a major landslide in Baguio that lined up, not naman hours, but like within a day of you guys coming down. Yeah. yeah, and it really hit the northern region pretty bad, so it was all over the news. So, you know, we're just glad you guys are safe. We're glad you're here, back in the city in time for the show tomorrow. Uh, we're again, glad you're on the show. <laughs> yeah, we're glad you're on the show in the first so place. <laughs> you know, uh, th- this guy, this guy's on the poster. He's the poster boy of Homefront. Uh, that, 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 was, that was mad when... Uh... Initially, when it was posted up, I was like, "Whoa!" I was like, "Holy, holy!" It's shit. not the first time you're on a poster. I know, but, but still, this is a, it's a, you know, it's a big honor because, like, uh, I'm a massive, you know, I've been following PDLBR for a long time, and you, and you have been following MWF from afar. Yes, I have. Like, I, I try and keep, like, intact, like, my my eyes and my my brain on like the Filipino scene, like as close as you know as much as possible. So since you were last here, what yeah. do you think has changed, or what do you think, uh, or what have you observed? Because you did attend a PWR training session uh, since you last. He uh, since conducted you arrived. one. Yeah, right. <laughs> he I mean, basically ran the thing. Right. So uh, what's changed since then? Oh, it's good to see. You know, uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, Quattro. Okay. You know, his characters come up, and like I've been like. I know you love him. <laughs> I know. I've been. I mean, like I've been following him, and like he's 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 one of the guys that has stepped his game up, and. Uh, who else? There's, there's like a... I mean, like, it's good seeing... I mean, May Max, I, know, I actually never got to see ne- never got to see him yeah. wrestle before. So now... Oh, I yeah, to, because he was... He was injured. He was injured when yeah. he came. Yeah. And then, like, seeing the whole, like, you know, when... Uh, I mean, the, the only way I can really watch you guys is through... Uh, through online. Instagram, <laughs> on, online Instagram posts. Yeah. And, uh, you know, every now and then I'll be like... I'll be like, oh, cameras, do you have a... Do you have a link or anything? <laughs> like, I need. I have. I have my debut. Yeah, That's about yeah. it. <laughs> sorry, sorry. I want to see your debut. Like, yeah. I mean, yeah. It's just you guys are just keep keep pushing and pushing, and yeah. It's just, it's always good to see like the Filipino scene rising with the MWF. Like how they have changed, how they've kind of come up with their own sort of identity, different from yours. So yep. it's kind of like a. The branding, the branding, you know, the, yeah. the way they present their their brand yeah. is, you know, back to how they did before. Like, I'm, I really like what they're doing with it. Like, and you're a marketing professional, so this is something <laughs> you really understand on yeah. on so many levels. Yeah, I mean, it works because, like, 
you know before when like when they were when it, it was just you two like it yeah. still is just us I know, yeah yeah you know when there is yeah 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 exactly <laughs> exactly you know the, you know when it was when it when it when it's when it was when it is still you two. <laughs> so, I, I, so philosophical yeah, this yes, guy when it is still um, yeah I was always like oh you know PWR like yeah but MWF was always kind of for, for me like it wasn't as good but the fact that they've kind of created you know that they've uh, I would assume like they've thought of ways to make them different to you guys mm-hmm. so that their whole presentation their branding and how they've come across and now it's like it's making them like also in terms of well for me anyway it really catches me like I'm like oh, okay they're doing something different to, to you guys but yeah it, it, it's, it's good and the fact that you guys are also collaborating sharing talent because I think like the way the scene will go further is if you guys support each other yeah. I think uh, the relaunch really plays into that. Uh, it's a big yeah. part of that uh, improvement you've seen. The leadership change, yeah. I think, also really heavily influential <clears throat> in, in the growth that you've seen. Um, actually, I did want to ask, how many of the shorts have you seen of MWF? The, the full-blown productions oh, well, on I, YouTube? Well, I, I've seen whatever ones that they've put online. <laughs> like, I really like the one, uh, the... One, the the opening one where it had a Chili Willy in it. And oh, where yeah. he was oh, the coach. Yeah. And he was just like, he was just standing there with his hips, like, <laughs> like acting like a football coach. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Looking yeah. at, like, like all these... You uh, guys. All the NWF roster kind of have uh, a battle in the field. But I really like, uh, what's his name? Uh, Gig Striker? Yeah. Like, and Yes. Yes, I really like his gimmick. Like, it, again, like, because my dad watches all these, like, Filipino action movies. Yeah. The and old it, ones that... that yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, like... I really liked how they presented his character, like his movements, and like it, it appeals it, it, to you. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, wow, this guy's this guy's cool. Right? He's like, he's like that sort of. Is it like? Would you would you say it's eighties, seventies, eighties, early nineties? Yeah, eighties, early nineties. And that's pretty much how he is in real life. Like, I've met the guy. Yeah. I've hung out with the guy. He's been the on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, you know, he he would show up in that denim jacket, yeah. and he does talk the way that he talks in these vignettes. Really? Yeah. Oh man, I'd like to. I'd like to see him wrestle one time. Like, like uh, I think his presentation, everything's like, it's like I'm, a, I'm a fan of. All right, now, yeah. okay, uh, let's talk about <coughs> PWR Homefront. Obviously, yeah. you're going to be a huge part of the show. But I know that this trip uh, for this year is something that you've already been talking about last time when we were last hanging out. Like you said, you plan to come back. So, um, when were the seeds planted for your return match in PWR? Well, uh, I always knew that, like, like as you know, I've been like a I've been following you guys for a while, and like JDL has been one of the one of the guys. I've like, you know, this guy has. Some he's your friend. He, yeah, yeah, he's frenemy, frenemies, frenemies. frenemies. What are you talking about? I hate him. <laughs> um, I'm not trying to fuck up the match. <laughs> yeah, Trust no. Um, anyways, yeah, uh, yeah. I've just been like a fan of his work, and like every time I've like I see online, like how, like how you guys are all doing, and like I just knew I wanted, it, I wanted a like work him in a match and I've always like I've expressed it like I was like oh you know it would be cool like, like I'm looking forward to the time where we actually have a match and then like when now it's happening now it's happening and then oh wait well because well, I knew last year we were like okay I'm definitely coming back next year so I just had to I, I didn't really say oh can we have a match it was more like I oh want I'm coming I'm coming this time and yeah I can, I can wrestle on, on, on this show uh, yeah and he was like okay cool yeah uh, we'll We'll, we'll sort out our match. I was like, oh, really? I was like, yes. Oh, okay, good, good. 
Damn so, it, JD. Yeah, so... <laughs> so easy. Uh, yeah, uh, I mean, like, we've always spoke about, like, like one day wrestling each other, and now it's happening. And uh, I think, for me, personally, like, this will be one of my, one of my biggest matches for this year. No, you could tell the big fight feel from the vignette alone. The, that uh, promo that, that, that you guys Jose saw. fucking... <laughs> that was really, really good. I mean, uh, the crowd at the Power Max Center Spotlight really popped the hell out for that. I'm not sure if you were able to catch the reaction. Oh, I, I, I sent it to him. For I it. sent it to him, like, great. Right now. A, it was exactly, like, one, like in terms of when we're filming it, and, like, like it's exactly... like uh, it's always, I was like, okay, I'm, like, I'll leave it. At, like, when it comes to a bit, I wonder, like, Hold on, okay. Let's let's break that down uh, for a sec. <laughs> but before we break that down, I just want to say that it um there, there's something about the way you guys uh, became memorable. You and uh, you and Neil, Doctor Hertz. Um, oh, he says he says hi. By the way. Oh, that's great. Like, What's up, Neil? Like he wanted to say hi to everyone <laughs> and everyone on this podcast. Like. No, I mean, it, it does show that you guys really made an impact on uh, on the Revo Nation. The fact that they remembered you after that one performance and that you uh, your mask was immediately a cue for them to just scream and remember, oh, this guy is a threat. This guy is a big deal. And then um, it's oh, there's like that holy shit, it's Tengu moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the thing. So there. that that, uh, that really says a lot about how you guys made an impact here. So let's break down that promo because a lot of people left uh, the Power Max Center spotlight <laughs> That night, feeling a bit confused. I mean, yeah, there was the excitement for Tengu versus JDL, but what did that promo mean, or what were the things in the video that you were trying to get at? Well, yeah, I mean, like the whole the whole thing with Tengu is, is like my main, my like I'm a film student, so my main inspiration, like I'm a, I'm a massive uh, uh, Takeshi Katano film buff. But I'm also really into South Korean movies. Like when you think like old boy, <laughs> old boy, you know, old, boy, yeah, old yeah. boy, and then you have like you know the really old, like really cut cl- like the the classics by Ozu. Um, who else? Like Akira Kurosawa. Um, <sighs> well, you can I, see you can see the Kurosawa in that yeah. ending. <laughs> so like you know, the, Tengu is pretty much like a massive love letter to all, like a ma- like a massive homage. That's the that's that's the word. That's the word. to like gr- growing up, like the sort of films I watched. So like I knew like when I wanted to present like promos, like I wanted to do this. I wanted to do it in a way where it's like okay, it's cinematic. I, yeah, I wanted it to make it like you know the, the films I watch. I, I've never that idea has been like in my head for a very long time, and it's just in the past I've never had time to do it. But now I've, you know I quit my job and now I like I have more time to I can actually you know, have time to film and be creative and stuff. So I was like you know what. I need to film this before I go. So literally, <laughs> I filmed it on the Friday before uh, Project W, before my project, when oh. I was wrestling for Project W. So during the, during the <laughs> afternoon, yeah. I was like, right, I'm going to go out and film this, and then mm. I'm going to go to Project W. Which was where, was, where was the Project W uh, show? Resistance Gallery. Okay, Resistance Gallery. Yes. Where'd you find the field? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. That was the field? The, yeah, the location, the what, open the, field. Where, where the... Where in London is that? Well, uh, you'll find that in well, not in London, but like Bethnal Green. <laughs> no, not in Bethnal Green. Not in Bethnal Green. But you can find some really nice, nice parks: Richmond Park, Holland Park. We're all about the parks. Uh, oh, that was a park, not a field. It, well, no, no, it was, it, it, it was a field. There, it, it, right? it, 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 it took us a long. Like we walked across the bank for a while. I don't know where it was going. One of the guys that the guy who helped me hmm. 
hell about the film. The guy who got assassinated, basically. Yeah, no, it's actually the guy who acted as the cameraman. Like, oh, okay. Yeah, uh, Phil Fiction, who does amazing promo work. So, you know, Phil Fiction with which promotion? So with, we can uh, <laughs> uh, London Lucha League and yes. Lucha Britannia. He does just, some, just, uh, just to, just some fantastic some. work. No, no. He, <laughs> he needs airtime to... <laughs> <laughs> no, he's, he, he's fantastic. Like he, he's, he's been, like in terms of triple uh, L and stuff like and Lucha Britannia getting all the content out he's been amazing mm-hmm. um, yeah uh, he showed me this place and I was like yes this is perfect we were walking around it's just like fields everywhere and I was like right this is really good well I can get a really good wide shot good landscape um, run it out yeah run it out <laughs> and I was just like right how yeah. long did it take to uh, do the actual shoot considering uh, there were like two or three of you involved yeah Only it, two or three. it took about less than an hour it feels like a less than an hour Wow. Yeah. Well, if you have the concept in your head and you know yeah. this is the frame, this is the shot, yeah. you go wide, you go close, you go this way. Yeah. I, 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 had a, I had like a storyboard drawn out. And, uh, <laughs> look, look at the attention to detail on this guy. <laughs> and, um, put my, put my, uh, my film... Uh, film degree film at work. Degree, <laughs> yeah, in practice. No, but okay, so it took about an hour to shoot it. Uh, was the editing process difficult though? Or, like, uh, I, I want to know which part was the most difficult because like... It, it seemed something yeah. so easy for you. Well, for me, well, so yeah, Friday I filmed, Saturday I edited, and then I had it sent to uh, to JD, uh, Mark. Yeah, yeah. JDL uh, Mark. JDL, yeah. J- JD Mark. Uh, <laughs> JDL on Sunday. So it was pretty much like, right, i got to get this out quick, because so, you guys are having a show. Right. The, Renaissance. The, Renaissance. Yeah, Renaissance, yeah. yes. Renaissance on the, on the Sunday, so I was like, right, i got to give you guys enough time to actually you know for to send it and, and you know it's like when it. when they did the test like b- because before before um little known fact about pwr yeah we before, actually troubleshoot shit yeah we we That's did good we That's like every good. like right after everyone was done doing their stretches they're like okay test the new videos neutron okay neutron is excellent and then the promo comes out and then we're just like some of us didn't know yeah and then i knew because of because you know you kept you kept talking to me about it and I was like yeah. okay and then I saw the I saw the shirt and I'm like <laughs> they've got no idea <laughs> so good though thanks so good. thanks yeah yeah, uh, yeah well, I guess the whole plan like when I was planning I was like right I wanted it to go on to leave the suspense until the very leave the suspense till the very moment where I show my face and I was just like right. Yeah, no, I'm glad. I'm glad that the reaction was how it was. When when you when, guys, it happened. When, when it happened, I was like, oh, thank God. I was afraid that it was just going to be like, oh, what the hell's going on? No, for what it's worth, I'd like to think that the reaction for that video was pretty much on the same level as when uh, Tria and, and Evan Carlo won the tag team championships. It's pretty loud, oh, really? pretty raucous. So, you know, um, you know, roughly on the same level. So it, it was pretty good. I, when, with, uh, with more gasps. Or when, no. when, when uh, JDL came out as heel, as the uh, fifth member. Oh! No, 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 no. Because no, no. I thought that was pretty that was, crazy. Okay, that, that pop was more <clears throat> shock yeah, 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 than yeah. anything. I just literally, like, I was, I, I, I was on the side and I was watching and I was like, people were getting off their seats, <laughs> looking at each other. And I was like, what? I was like, whoa. I was like, holy shit. <laughs> Wow! Yeah, 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 yeah. No, it, it was a, it, like that, that. was a really cool moment to be to be in. So, no, no, I, I mean, like I was in the ring when that was happening, and I was like, "Oh shit!" Like, where the baby yeah. faces here? But that reaction was so overwhelming yeah. that yeah. we were like, "All right, we have to get them back on our side." Yeah, because like JDL just beca- uh, just became NWO level of cool heel. Yep. 
Yeah, so that, that, that you know, you know that that's a challenge. He's one of those guys that you know he he can try to be healed, but it's just like it deep down inside. It's, it's so hard. I, uh, who who would you compare that to now? Like Becky Lynch. Lynch. Yeah, Becky Lynch. Yeah, she could try hard to be healed, but like she's just you can't you can't. Sami Zayn. Yeah. Yeah, so I, 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 I go, uh, I go, I go, close comparison. Yeah. I go back to the Sami Zayn argument. Nah, yeah. he will. Oh, he is a career face, no yeah. matter what he does. Yeah, yeah. Like JDL can kick a puppy in the ring, and I think people. Would okay, say wait. That's a puppy. <laughs> that's a puppy, man. I've seen. Okay, as a guy who drinks with JDL often, I don't think he would do that. He doesn't have it in him to kick a puppy, but well, if well, thank he did, God. Thank yeah, God. yeah. If he did, oh he even if he was like the drunkest I've ever seen him, he would never kick a puppy. Oh, well, that's good. I, I would like to think no one would kick a puppy unless they. Oh, have you'd some, be surprised unless they have some really dark, uh, messed up shit in their brain. Yeah. <laughs> well, if, even if you're like an edge lord that's trying to do things in a non-existent promotion, <laughs> uh. maybe they kick puppies. I don't know. Anyway, let's let's move on. Let's move on before you talk more shit. Um, what have you been up to though in terms of your wrestling career? Like since we last had you on Post Vendetta, and now that you're back, um, you know what? Uh, what what other projects or what other bookings have you had since? Yeah, uh, I've been continuing wrestling <laughs> as much as I can in the UK. You know, balancing a uh, real uh, adult real life, life, real, real life. life, adult life with my uh, with my wrestling life. Yeah, the um, other ego. If yeah. You will. <laughs> No, it's, it's been good. I've been wrestling for new promotions, uh, Project W, uh, which uh, I, I did recently, and uh, uh, Pro Wrestling Clash, which are like have become one of my favorite places to to wrestle for. What makes them special? Oh, it's, it's you know Project what? Project W. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Project W. Project also, W yeah. is really freaking cool. That place just wise. has its own sort of uh, like vibe, and it's just it's just buzzing. And also, like I think the people that they book. Uh, God, the, the, it's like they booked. They fucking they, they got Osprey <coughs> to do a drinking thing, right? Yes, yes. I remember did. seeing that. And I'm just like, what are they trying to promote? But I see yep. the rest of the card. And it's like, ooh. And actually, uh, the last show they had B Priestley and Chris Wolf made a. Hey, yes, yes. Hello, Chris Wolf. <laughs> <laughs> we still want you on this podcast, by the way. <laughs> yeah, no, she, oh, she's she's lovely. She's really lovely. Yeah, she she had a. A little. Uh, she had a, you, you had dinner with Chris. Oh yeah, we we literally sat and had a dirty ice cream. Wow, uh, Filipino dirty ice cream. Wait, in the UK? In the UK, it yeah. exists. Where, it where exists. the fuck do you find Kentish, dirty ice cream in the UK? Kentish Town, Mamazon's dirty ice cream. Interesting. Yeah. Right? So and they, they, they is do. Like a store? It's, it's it a, is. It's a like an ice cream parlor. They actually opened up one in Chinatown. Right. That's how good it became. Wow. So it was it was a little uh, ice cream parlor in Kentish Town, which is like near. Camden, where you know progress is uh, held at where, the electric board. Where, where progress is held when they're not in Wembley. Yes. Oh my God, <laughs> that is going to be massive. Uh, Pete Dunne and uh, Ilya Drogonov. Oh shit, that is going to be. <laughs> Holy shit! Yeah, that's right. It's... Wait, wait. Look, okay, for, for context, for context, they market themselves as dirty ice cream. Yes. So how do people in the UK take it? Oh, amazing! I mean, like it, they've done really well. Like in terms of. Uh, it's weird because it's it's so off where Camden Town is, and Camden Town is the weird side. Yeah, but like that is well, it's relatively, like, relatively, relatively, yeah. relatively. I mean, it's it's now become like a, a very touristy place now where people go. But it's like just off the just off the out of Camden, and like so they do all like your your Filipino flavors like ube, yeah, uh, queso. They do like a kind of sorbet. Uh, that, that, that they do Milo. Sense. 
I know. So, so how does how does uh, a Londoner who doesn't yeah. know anything Filipino react when they hear it's well, dirty ice cream or when they see the sign that says I, dirty yeah. ice cream? Well, I think that's what gets them in because they like curious. they like dirty things. Sometimes. So it, it, it literally is, and uh, they've they've had a massive cult following, which which led which obviously led to them ha- uh, being uh, headhunted by Chinatown. Damn. So it was all like Chinatown came to them and were like. We want you. We want to have. We want you. We to want your up. thing over yeah, here. Yeah, over here. So you know, they actually had their uh, launch last Saturday, which I missed because uh, you were but, here. Because I'm here. But you know, um, but like you're gonna you know, get a lot when it, you go home. It's it's a ma- it's a massive deal, like in terms of Filipino cuisine, right? Like like having a representation in Chinatown. Of course, it's it's massive. Yeah. And then there's but, the and there's the follow up that's coming. In a couple of weeks, which is Jollibee finally yes, opening. Jollibee opening up in October. Oh, and there's also a, a Filipino Japanese ramen place as well, owned by the same guy who did Mama's Ones. So, how big is it for someone like you? Uh, you know, um, obviously you've lived in the UK pretty much all your life, mm-hmm. right? But you're very much in touch with your Filipino side as well. So, how big is it for you to have the Jollibees and the Mama's Ones? Oh, massive, massive. I mean, like, uh, yeah, I grew up in a Filipino household. You know, my mom and dad are from the Philippines, uh, literally. I did the same things, you know, Filipino barbecues. We had Filipino barbecue. We didn't have... You just didn't kneel on the mongo seeds. <laughs> oh, I mean, yeah, no, no, we didn't. No, no. You didn't That's, have that type of corporal No, we, did, we didn't. We, we didn't. We didn't have that. Belt but, or slipper. But oh, yeah, yeah, belt or the chinelas. You didn't yeah. have that shit. Oh, I, I had that. Oh, wow. Yeah, I had the belt. Uh, the chinelas... Not maybe, as much. Maybe, but the belt, yeah, for sure. <laughs> All for right. sure the belt. That's still Filipino. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um... Yeah, uh, I pretty uh, just seeing like representation in that sort of sense in food because like I think again Filipinos are all about food. All yeah, it's like, the biggest like, gateway. Exactly, it's the biggest gateway. Exactly, and it's it's the most unexplored in terms of uh, like Asian cuisine. Like it, no one knows it's, anything it, about it. Well, not anymore. Not anymore. Yes, they so, know we so have ice cream. So these so these little uh, things like Mama's would say ice cream, uh, ramen, ramen, or even like. Uh, Manila Kitchen, like the, well, the, the Manila Kitchens. It's, it's no, no, no. But this one's actually really good because yeah. they they had a, they have a restaurant. They, there was a restaurant called Lutong Pinoy, which is like you know only like Filipinos go there. Yeah. And it's like their son opened up a his own spot. Yeah, his own spot in this. Pl- it's like a food court called Bang Bang Oriental. Okay, where where's it? Where's that? Where it's Col- that? Colindale. 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 Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so all you guys, all you listeners who are planning to go to London, please visit these places and, uh, and try them. Because they, they, he, he does his, like, these are like, they try modernize, not modern, do a Western take, so yeah, introduces like non-Filipinos to like, at least the flavors. Okay. So yeah, he yeah, would yeah. do like a Tocino burger. Which well, is, well, Tocino burgers are a thing. And it's pretty well, common yeah, here as well. Of course, yeah. Well, yeah. yeah, like it's a, it's a cheap snack, like you can get one for 20 pesos in UP, yeah, oh. at the University of the Philippines. Oh, so, yeah. Okay. Jesus, it's like, I, I realized you didn't get the UP food tour yet. Yeah, you no, haven't had the UP food Jesus tour. All right, so I went to UP for college. Okay. So that's my shit. Like, uh, okay. if I would hang out by the main library, like, right outside, you would have stalls upon stalls of really cheap-ass burgers. Mm-hmm. You would have the Tocino burger for, like, 20 pesos. They're oh, cheap, right? Yeah, yeah. And then you'd have the Lucky Me Pancit Canton. They'll open that shit. Oh, yeah. Up, and they'll cook, cook it right it for there you. in front of you. Put it on a yeah, paper yeah, yeah. plate. And you get to eat it right there. Ah. Oh. So, you know, um, it's... It, uh, all it, is, it is street food heaven. I love yeah. I love the street food. Yeah. It's all the MSG you could ever want. Yes, yes. <laughs> so yeah, okay. Um, you know, we, we talked about the food 
we talked about how it's big for you, especially since you feel like your Pinoy side is really being represented. Has it transitioned into your wrestling or into your character? Yes. 100%. I mean, like, what I don't tell people is that I get a lot of my inspiration from Silat. As in the martial art? Eskrima. So I watch a lot of that. I think I've spoken to a few, like... Uh, Practitioners? Spoke, yeah, no. Like, uh, I think I've mentioned it to, like, JDL. And I think yeah. I, I spoke to... Uh, uh, Madrigal? Yeah, Mike, Mike, Mike Madrigal. Yeah. Mike Madrigal, yeah, because I, I, I know he does at least he, Muay Thai. Yeah. And I was, I was talking to him. He's a martial artist. Yeah, yeah, I was talking to him. I was like, you guys... Yeah, I was like, oh, you should really, like, watch some of these videos. Because I can't... I can't really learn it, but I know you guys can. <laughs> you guys probably have better access to, like... Uh, to learning the uh, at least the empty hand stuff. If you look at empty hand stuff, oh, that's that's like I've seen them like when mm-hmm. they switch from because what they do is they show you with mm-hmm. the knife, yeah, like with the knife, and then once they switch that out, it's like yeah. And I'm I'm watching that being like wow, I'm like application. If I can, if I like, I'm I, like so sometimes like when I do certain moves, like I, I try out in training, but I know like. Yes, and for the Silla is meant to break your bones, right? Yeah. It's like designed so it, it's like our version of Krav Maga. Yeah. So I watch it and I'm like, you know, these guys are doing it safely, right? To to, to each other. So I'm like, oh man, if I could just like do some of that stuff in my wrestling. It's like, like it it would be awesome. Like and it'll be a different style that no one like is it's, it's if there's it's nothing like it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, but how does it work given the Tengu character? Because Tengu is a Japanese yeah. character still, right? Of course, yes, he is, yes. So so but... how, how does that uh, how does that affect uh, the gimmick or how, how do you make it come across that it's uniquely Pinoy when the gimmick it's still Japanese. Yeah, of course. Uh, well, the thing is, is that like when I've done those moves, like subtly, <laughs> yeah, subtly. Like I don't, the thing is, I don't. If if only I knew how to, if only I was trained in it, then it would it'd be great. I was, I was gonna say, there's always Bakunawa. Oh yes, yeah. Yes. There's Bakunawa. an because Ash has an alter ego outside of Tengu. Yes. For those who haven't seen it. So where, uh, where I train at uh, the London School of Lucha Libre, it's uh, where Lucha Britannia, where they hold Lucha Britannia shows. Yeah. And Lucha Britannia shows are... Massive. Are, 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 yes, but they're Mass. also nuts. Like, I don't know if I spoke to this in the last podcast. No, you didn't. Because it, it was... <coughs> Bakunawa was after. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so actually Teng- Tengu came by accident. Because initially when I trained... At the school, I was like, I wanted to do a Filipino character. Yeah. Or, like, I was like, yeah, I, I was trying to pitch a Filipino character, but at the time, they weren't sure about it, and they were like, no, no. Uh, we Be can't, Japanese. Yeah, we can't use you. So I was like, okay, we can't use that gimmick, because it's not, you know, it's, 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 yeah. It doesn't fit. No, not, yeah, it doesn't fit. And like, I was they like, thought okay. it was obscure? Or? Yeah, and I was like, okay, so I came up with, you know, one, like, you know, I'm a massive otaku, you know, when I was in school, I was like, you know You're what? a weeb. Yes, I am. I am. I am. <laughs> You're a weeb. Don't, don't, don't I am. spit it. I am totally. One, because uh, I sound like this. Um, <laughs> I, sound like, I sound like this also, so. Um, yeah, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to come up with a Japanese character. I'm like, you know, it was either the Oni Demon, I had a few, the Kitsune... Uh, and I was like, you know what? I come with Tengu. Like, you know, it's, it's a really yeah. striking look. And then I came up and with the it. Mask. And the, when, yeah, when yeah, exactly. the mask came, yes. when the mask came, exactly. And uh, when I, you know, when I started working him, and I was doing a few student shows and like really building him up. And I was like, okay, so they wanted me to, they wanted to debut me for the Lucha Pretend show. But they were like, oh, but yeah, but Tengu is your thing. Like, we, we, you can use that on the Indies or like 
out in, you know, in the UK. On other promotions. Yeah, but we have our own characters that we do. I was like, oh, I was like, oh, okay. But we would really like you to do a Filipino gimmick. I was like, oh, okay, now. Now, like, now, now yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, uh, and then actually it wasn't until when uh, with the Native Province, the, yeah. we were doing like a, an independent film screening and I, uh, with, I spoke to OL about yeah. Shouts to Owell. Owell, thank you so much. And, uh, and his his thesis film, which is Bakunawa. Bakunawa. Wait, wait, exactly. I, I was in that. I yes, was you were. Yeah, you were. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. were in it. Yes. So is a uh, Yolo twin, Andrea yeah. Delatore. Yes, <laughs> yes. Uh, so is John Sebastian. And John yeah. Sebastian. Yeah, I forget your last name. So, yeah, and it was yeah. like that. That kind of gave me the like. I kind of, I got the idea from that. I was like, oh man, like, I would like to like. Because I was thinking, I, I had a lapu lapu yeah. like type gimmick, but you know, I was like, you you have the outfit for it as well. Yeah, exactly. But I have mean, you put together the gear for Bahunawa? Like, yes, yes. So how, how does it look? Is it green as well? No, it no, isn't no, no, green. It's, it's completely. It, the colors are based on the uh, the Igorot warriors. So okay, the the yeah. Igorot colors. So like the red, the red, the deep red, red, deep red, yellow, and black. then it has it has a sash, right? Yes, it's, I mean, I, I wear literally the same thing I wore at the. Uh, Vendetta. So yeah. I wear that. Whatever his gear was for Vendetta with a few tweaks. Yes. So it's still a masked character. It is still a masked character. But do you yeah. bark out like uh, Tagalog phrases? I do hui a lot. <laughs> I try and put hui. And then, uh, yeah, I mean, I try. Okay. I try. Is your is your finisher uh, name in? Uh, is the name of your finisher in Tagalog as well? Uh, at the moment, because I've only had two. That's what I was gonna ask. How many outings have I've, only had, had? I've only had two. They, so what's the name of the, uh, the of the finisher or like like the move? Uh, I'm not sure. It, it's <laughs> it's, uh, it's underdeveloped. It's underdeveloped. Uh-huh. So yeah, it's, that's, it, that's... I know I can't do uh, certain moves because well you know the the frog smash. Yeah. Someone yeah. else does a frog smash. So I'm like, damn. Okay, what am I gonna do? So I'm trying to come up with something different for him. So it's still uh, it's still a work in progress. It is. It is. It's, it, it, I'm just happy to be on it because like again, like I've trained. In that in that school for so long, and I'm like, you know, to be actually be a part of that team, that ma- that pseudo main roster. Yeah, I mean, it's, it, it because Lucha Britannia has produced yeah some of the best names yes in I mean, British wrestling. Yeah, you you have guys like uh, Will Osprey who was on there. Uh, Jimmy Havoc also had a run there, and uh, those two guys are fucking killing it on yeah, progress. Paul, Paul Robinson, who's like one of the fucking Legend. Best heels Legend. ever. Like, oh my god! If you ever see him, it's like, wow, man, he, he, he's a fucking man. And now you have Bakunawa, who's yes. uh, who's, who's yes. underdeveloped. You have a Filipino. Ooh, Wait, is Bakunawa a face ask. or a heel? He's a, he's a, he's a, at the moment he's twin. He's like he, one match I was I was a heel, one match I was a face. He like, is what they need him to be. Right? And yes. and you don't really speak in this uh, under this character. Either. No, I grunt and go hoi and I go hoi. <laughs> yeah. Right, um, I, w- I want to talk about the gear since we yeah. already touched on that. Mm-hmm. Um, the last time you wrestled here as Tengu, uh, you had the corporate attire gear, right? Yeah, yeah the, the long sleeve shirt, you had the vest and all mm-hmm. that. How constricting is it to wear that? Because like when I watch Baron Corbin as the constable, I can imagine how uncomfortable that must be moving around in the in the long sleeve polo yeah. and the and the slacks. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I don't I don't know any any other way because. Uh, I've wrestled that way for so long now. Why though? Like, I, I don't think we asked this last time. Like, yeah, why, well, why you dress that well way? It, it was for the character. Because I, I was going for the whole Yakuza. And that is the Yakuza getup. And the Yakuza getup. Actually, now that I think about it, this is something that uh, <laughs> uh, your, your dad would probably be interested in um, 
in, in waxing philosophical about it. Why is it that action stars are always dressed up, like fully dressed up when they know they're going to fight? So like in the Philippines, it's really hot here. Yeah. But you see the action stars, they're in their leather jackets or in their denim jackets and they're <laughs> yeah. throwing down. Yeah. That's, well, one, that's uncomfortable as shit. Two, it's really heavy. I'm yeah. Three, it limits your movement. Yeah, that's true. Uh, at it's, times, it's not practical. It's not practical yeah. at all. At times, I think like, oh, like, like I'm, oh, I could just take off my shirt. But I'm like, I think... You, the, you, and you do, you do have the bod. No, no, no. Compared to... Other no, no, people no, no. who have been I'm still working on I mean I don't think you'll get uh, dad You'll get bod. any dad bod uh, <laughs> Hit it right Yeah, yeah. you're not I, gonna get that I mean one I think It goes with, Like when you, when you think about mask It's red Yeah And then you have the, the white You need the like, contrast Yeah You need the contrast it's, it, that, That's very important I think it's One of the things that like When I Like when I've had feedback From a few guys When I've met people uh, At shows they, they tend to talk about Like how how my image or like you know with the red and like it really like it really, it's striking it, it's very it's like striking. it's very memorable and I you know uh, I try and push that so that's why uh, that, that's why you still have the corporate attire on yes for lack of a better term yes and, we and just you know need to have you made stretchy pants that yes. are formal yes exactly wait so right now you still use the slacks yeah I have still... you ever ripped the slacks in the ring uh, nope nope I mean I, I, I've, I've, I've had to buy some new ones because they were getting worn thin. yeah they were getting worn so uh, these ones are very nice, and they'll do me well for the show. So. I mean, I can imagine that these are uh, these are clothes you'd alternate between wrestling and a corporate job. No, if not, you had to suit I don't work in a corporate job anymore. Hey! <laughs> Let, let's talk about that. All right. So uh, you mentioned before we started recording that uh, you you've left uh, your old job. Yeah. What are you up to now as an adult or as a functioning adult? Ah, I work at a ramen place now. Which is that Filipino Japanese ramen uh, restaurant that we referenced about. earlier? Yeah, that's why. That's why you're showing the fuck out of it. Exactly, ramen and wrestling. That's that's my motto now. <laughs> so so and uh, video when you can. Yes. Is it yes. like a full time job where you have to go inside the office and you have deliverables and shit, or is it a work from home flexi time setup? No, it's a we go in. Um, I they gave me opportunity to work the kitchen, so I'm like, like I'm a massive ramen connoisseur, which uh, I'm looking forward to trying. We're going to try. We're going to try. Yeah, yeah I'm yeah, really yeah. hungry as you speak. So, like, <laughs> I'm excited for the ramen we're about to have. So, yeah. And so, I do I do kitchen. I also do, like, uh, marketing as well. And do they know that you wrestle? They do, yes. What, what's the reaction from, like, say, this new employer, right? And they find out that you wrestle. Well, it's, it's pretty much the same. I don't know. What what, what about you, uh, Raph? <laughs> you, you get the same reactions, right? It's, you know what? It's a really good icebreaker. I mean, it's it's an icebreaker, and then like thirty minutes later, and six drinks. It's like, yeah. ha ha ha! Yeah. Can it's, you pick me up, yeah. you? Oh, it's either it's oh, either God. they have questions for you. Like, what, like what, what are the FAQs? Yeah, so it's either they're they're interested to know about what goes on, or they say, "Why would you do it if it's fake?" You know, the, the usual stuff. Yeah, you you get those, and then you get the ones that are like. Oh wow, that's that's cool! Like I've never met a person that actually does it, and they can actually hear, you know, what what a wrestler goes through <laughs> instead of uh, the other way around. Yeah, I mean, I know what you mean because like I'm not a wrestler, but when people find out uh, that I used to be You're the general involved. manager or that I'm involved, right? The, the questions always come. Yeah. So like, what I get is like, oh, this guy's like the Vince McMahon of the Philippines. Like that's the that's the number <laughs> that's, one thing that's I get. Awesome. Like I I hosted an an NBA event 
several weekends ago, and then the hosts recognized me. And they were like, let's turn you over to the Vince McMahon of the Philippines, like in nice. at, at the Mall of Asia in front of like hundreds of people. Wow. So it's like, oh, thanks, way to put me over. That's I mean, it's amazing. not entirely accurate anymore, but it's, it's not bad. I'll take it. I mean, yeah. you, were, you were the Mick Foley... <laughs> Of the Philippines, I, I didn't get cheap pops. I didn't aspire for cheap uh, cheap pops, right? Oh, because my, because, my and everything. because Mick Foley got low blowed a lot too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I did get low blowed a lot. So yeah, there's that. So but, as, yeah, as we wind down here, uh, clearly we're really, really hungry. We've got ramen on our minds. Uh, what are you looking to do before you leave? Like, uh, are there are there still things on your checklist, whether personally or as a wrestler, that you want to achieve before uh, you guys have to go back to the UK? Well, uh, from here until well, I'm actually leaving on Monday, so oh, I, I, I have I, I know I know. Oh shit! So I just I just did my whole uh, yesterday. Just did the whole you know pass pass buy all the stuff for home for everyone for everyone for today. Me. You know I'm gonna hang out with you guys, um, and then tomorrow we've got the show, the show, and then gonna hang out after the show. Oh god! I'm, yeah, I'm just happy that like this trip I got to hang out a lot more. Yeah, because like the last time it was it was podcast yeah. it was podcast that evening, and then after the show, because yeah. you were here like it was sh- so short and mm. you were living so much further out. Yeah, yeah. and then now it's like, hey, who wants to drink? Yep, exactly. <laughs> no, I, I think that's the best part. Like, um, and it probably helps that we already had that one year of having gotten to know you. Yeah. So like you come in, it's like an old friend comes back. Yeah. And I think it's it's pretty much like like that with every other. Uh, um, for lack of a better term, foreign wrestler that we've encountered over and over again. You mean invader? <laughs> uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, like, like, I appreciate it. I think that's one thing I love about the business that we've built here in the Philippines. Like, you guys come in and it's like, you guys never left. This is the wrestling fraternity at large. Yeah. That's what it is. Yes. Philippine it, it, division. It's wonderful. Yeah, yeah. It, it's wonderful. I love it. You know, like, uh, uh, like uh, Ash comes back. And he's like, hey, how's it going? Like, you know, like we just uh, picked up where we left off last year. Yes. So I'm excited for Homefront. I'm excited so to see you and JDL just tear the house down. I'm scared for JBL. Honestly. Well. Honestly. It's going to be fun. He's going he's gonna, he's gonna to love it. He's yeah, gonna it's going to be loads of fun. I, I think that people <laughs> are going to lose their minds. I hope people lose their minds. I hope so, I, too. I, we, we sort of saw a preview a couple of weeks ago when, when Ash did the training session. No, that's great. Just, oh, the, just, yeah. the, just the, there no, was no, a, don't spoil shit. No, no, I'm not, there's no spoiler. It's just when the second they touched up, like coincidentally, because he was running the drill, and we just saw it, and just like, fuck, this is gonna be good. This is gonna be good. It was good to actually be in that place. It, like, it, it, so, the, so now uh, you have training training facility. Now I've actually seen. Where you guys train? Because like I always see him in pictures. Wait, like, was that the first time? Yeah, yeah that was his first I, time. I, I, I wasn't there last. Uh, the last time I was there for, only for the show. Okay, so, so this time I, the last time I was at a wedding, so that's why I couldn't come train with you guys. Yeah, so now you've seen window. the Bombay uh, Bombay yeah. Suarez Development Center. Center. Or Development yes, Center. yes, yeah. Like I like like when you went grassroots, bro. I did. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I would always see those little, those the little videos of when you actually guys did shows there, right? Yes, yes. Yeah, and right. and we've shot promos there. Like yes. I've been I've been attacked there by Billy Swade. Yeah. I've watched Main Max work out there. So, you know, like we yeah. we got all sorts of shit there. So yeah, for me it was it was a, it was a really important moment for me to to go in there. All right, as we close here, do you have a message for the Filipino fans who are are, are waiting with bated breath for your return to a PWR ring? Um, well, wait, uh, uh, but first, I just want to say uh, congrats to uh, Cassius and Greg Burridge for 
being involved Ooh. in the Ooh, Rev yes. Pro tapings. Hey. Yes, yes. Especially like Cassius. Like Cassius, is, uh, I, I don't know if I spoke highly of him the last time here. There was, there like, was a bit, yeah, but there was a good bit. Because he's, he's fucking amazing. And Greg. And, and just for context again, these are the yeah. men that have helped shape yes. your career. Hey, congratulations, yes. guys. Yes. Rev Pro! But, but yes, of course. Um, but yeah, I'm just, uh, I'm just really happy to be here and to all of the, the Revo Nation. Like, I love you guys. When I first came here, like your your welcoming has has really really stuck it in in here. Like I'm pointing at my chest. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm pointing at I'm pointing at the chest where my, my right heart where is. your heart is. Yeah, exactly. I'm doing it's the, there. That, that thing the Korean with, heart. The Korean oh, heart. Oh god, thing. So they I'm got giving, you with that. What, what a weeb. Yeah, I'm giving you this. <laughs> I was out flying. What a funny. funny you can weeb. see what I'm doing, but yeah, no, I'm excited to see you all again and like. You know, I would, lo- I would just love to stay here for like a couple of months, but you know, one one day there'll be a time where I'll be able to uh, excursion to excursion to and poor Billy Swade, yeah, and re- you know, wrestle <laughs> wrestle for uh, MWF as well because they're they're ones that I wanna uh, Tarek exactly Tarek if right. you're listening, hello, hey, <laughs> hello from Old England. <laughs> So, yeah, that brings us to the end of the interview. Ash, thank you so much. We're excited yes, for the match. You. And we're just really happy as well that you're here. I'm excited to be here. Thanks again to our good friend Tengu for joining us for another episode on the podcast. I like that. You know, uh, we have different stories to share this time around. Obviously, he's done way more since we last had him right after Vendetta. And we can't wait to see what shit he comes up with in time for Homefront. I am really, really, really excited because I got the preview. Yeah, I got the preview, and um, actually JD called me out on it this week, saying that he hasn't had a pick of the week from us in a long time. I yeah, think... we had a pick of the week last week. No, 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 for him, for him. What do you no, mean? No, no, picking JD, picking JD's match. Oh, okay. That's that's the thing that he's he's said. So I'm like, I have to tell him, I have a feeling that come this time next week, I'm gonna be. You know, spazzing about their match. Here's the thing, though. Like, we can't really pick recent PWR matches as picks of the week because it's going to be hard for people to find. Like, the reason why we do the pick of the week segment at the end is to give you a match or a segment that you can easily find on the internet to just watch, uh, to distract yourself from whatever's uh, going on in the world, world or whatever's going on in your life. But I feel like that is whatever is going to happen tomorrow is going to end up on. You know, free match Friday. Full match Friday. Full match Friday. Full match Friday. You're part of the company. No, I mean, free match, full match, close. No, it's not close at all. It's just an alliteration as well. Okay. So, anyway, let's get let's to our, get our picks. picks. I'm going to pick the main event of NXT this Bastard! week. Bastard! Champion versus champion. Bastard! Ricochet versus Pete Dunne. It that was, was... It was a great match. I just didn't like the ending, but then again, that was the ending I was absolutely expecting. Um, I, unanimous pick. It's unanimous pick for this week. I'm sorry. That is the no, best. No, you could have picked AJ Styles versus Cien Alma. I, I could have. I shit for it. I could have. But that match is just... As somebody who's seen a lot of Ricochet over the years and who has grown to love Pete Dunne, holy shit, that match. I'm going to I love how, how Ricochet match. was able to transition into his ground game, which is a very under, which is underrepresented that, yeah. part of his, uh, of his style. Not on NXT though. He's go. He's gone to it. He's gone to it more so than he did when he was on the Super PWG style that he was running. Yeah, and or, or, or Lucha Underground. Underground. Yeah, and and Lucha Underground even more so. 
Yeah, of course, uh, you don't get to see that a lot now from him, but he was kind of uh, forced to because of the way that Pete Dunne was attacking him. So that was really fun. I loved how it was basically a stalemate between two equally matched uh, superstars and how they took each other to the limit and the only thing that could have stopped the match was the Undisputed, Undisputed era, era coming in and breaking And, and you know, it was, it, it's one of those you see it coming a mile away. Oh, oh, oh. I, I knew there was no chance in hell either of them would be a dual champion. Uh, I mean, But, but the, 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 the idea of it is good. Yes, the idea of it is good, but for NXT where you don't really have established divisions, uh, let alone contenders, yeah. but I, I don't think having dual champions is kind of wise at the moment, so I kind of knew that this was going to happen. So it leads me to the question, does this set up this year's War Games feud? I think it could, but it doesn't necessarily have to be. I don't think, even if they do, are they scheduled to do War Games? Yeah, they're scheduled to do War Games this year. I'm uh, pretty sure if they are, the Undisputed Era will be part of it. So I think, I'm, I'm going to predict it's the Undisputed Era versus British Strong Style versus War Raiders and Ricochet. And you have the versus, history there. Yeah, there, there's, there's, there's enough history between the three. Ah, uh, Sige. Right, so I, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think Ricochet and War, War Raiders have crossed paths. They, no, they were in Taguchi, Japan together. Perfect. That's, there you go. that's, there that's you the go. connection. That's the connection. Exactly. Like, literally, it was them three, Taguchi, and uh, Juice, Juice Robinson, and Kushida. That was the that was their running group for about six months, six, eight months. Perfect. So there you go. Uh, the story writes itself. You've got... Uh, the New Japan history of Ricochet and the War Raiders. You've got the progress history of British Strong Style. And you've got all this backstory for Undisputed Era. Call, I'm calling it, that's the War Games feud right there. So I, I, I think it's safe to say that that's that was my, your that pick was of the pick. week as well. Yeah. I'm sorry. Like, all right. Because everything, everything, everything else pales because that match was just, you know, you, you didn't expect it to be this good. Yes, you knew it yes. was good. You didn't know it was... Um, in the conversation for if the finish wasn't that terrible this would have been in match of the year conversation right right there's that okay that brings us to the end of the podcast thank you so much for making it this far and if well if Homefront hasn't happened yet you can still catch it at 2pm either today or tomorrow depends on what time we'll get this up Power Max Center Spotlight JDL versus Tengu for the Philippine Excellence Championship and you've got Ralphie Mabayashi versus Quattro for the PWR Championship. That's your double main event for the show. Yep. Hope to see you there. It's going to be a lot of fun. And we hope that by the end of it, we're, you know, we're going to be just as hyped and just as excited as we are right now. So yep. on behalf of Romoran, who's still in Singapore, uh, on official business, on behalf of our guest Tengu, on behalf of Raf Gamos, who's always hosting us. Yep. Uh, my name is Stan C, and we are out of here. Peace, goodbye, good night. Hey, this is for all my chest stealing, wheeling, dealing, limousine riding, jet flying, dripping, son of a gun. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app. 
you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.